0: You are listening to episode number one of the Secondary Science Simplified podcast. Hey there! I am so excited you're joining me today. To kick off the launch of the podcast, I'm going to start by sharing the story behind It's Not Rocket Science and my vision for Secondary Science Simplified. I'm going to give you a sneak peek into my career as a secondary science teacher and how my experiences in the classroom have shaped my values as an educator and now as someone who works to support other secondary science educators. I hope you leave this episode feeling seen, related to, and most of all, excited for what's to come. So let's get to it. This is Secondary Science Simplified, a podcast for secondary science teachers who want to engage their students and simplify their lives. I'm Rebecca Joyner from It's Not Rocket Science. As a high school science teacher turned curriculum writer, I'm passionate about helping other science teachers love their jobs, serve their students, and do it all in only 40 hours a week. Are you ready to rock the time you spend in your classroom and actually have a life outside of it? You're in the right place, teacher friend. Let's get to today's episode. Okay, so before we dive in, I wanted to let you know that once a year, I do a special week of fun giveaways exclusively for my email list, and it's always the first week of January, which is right now, if you are listening to this, the day it comes out. So it's called Cheer for the New Year, and it's six days of major deals, fun giveaways, and of course, free resources. Now, again, this is just for people on my email list as kind of a way to kick off the year and also thank them for letting me meet them in their inbox every week. So if you are interested, be sure to head to itsnotrocketscienceclassroom.com slash challenge and join the list so that you do not miss a single day of deals. Okay, so now that I remembered to make sure I told you about that, I want to tell you who I am so you can know who it is that you're listening to each week of this podcast. So my name is Rebecca Joyner. I grew up in the beautiful state of Kentucky, and I kind of had a unique education experience. So I was a public school kid, but I was a part of two different magnet programs that my school had available. So one of those was a program for the arts. And so from fourth through 12th grade, I had a major in dance. And for about two hours a day, I got to take classes for dance at school. It was awesome. And I loved it so much. And then when I was in high school, I was also a part of a pre-engineering program. So basically my math and science courses all had this kind of engineering aspect to them. This was before like STEM and STEAM kind of exploded. So I feel like it's like a very similar idea though, but it made my education experience really unique. I had amazing educators in the public school system that really cared for me and made me love school. I remember in third grade asking for a whiteboard for Christmas so that I could teach my stuffed animals what I was learning at school. So I always loved school and I always loved learning. And when it came time for college, I ended up deciding to go to Clemson University because actually, really, it's not a very exciting reason, but it was one of the only out-of-state schools that I was able to get a full scholarship to, and I didn't want to have any student debt. So I didn't even have much connection to Clemson at all, but I moved six hours away and ended up falling in love with Clemson in the state of South Carolina And I have never left since. So another funny thing about this is I didn't even go to Clemson to be a teacher. So even though I loved school, I got into Clemson as a nursing major because I knew I wanted to do something in the medical field. And it only lasted a few weeks. And I ended up switching to a double major in Spanish and public health. And I was on the pre-med track with that. But what I found as I was going through that was It was gonna require a lot of studying abroad and a lot, the language courses were hard. I had loved Spanish in high school and I liked it in college too, but it was a lot. And so I even switched from there and I switched to biological sciences on the pre-med route. And so somewhere along the way with this third major of mine, I ended up in an education class the spring of my sophomore year. And it was one of those things where it was like a gen ed requirement, but it like double dipped with something else. So I ended up there. And I was hooked. It was a philosophy of education class. And I remember we were supposed to write a 500 word essay about our initial philosophy of education. And my first draft was 5,000 words. And I remember thinking, wow, I have a lot to say about this. And I'm so excited. This is like the first class I've sat in that I'm just so excited about. So at the start of junior year, I sat in my advisor's office and I tried to figure out, is it possible for me to still graduate in a total of four years when I only have four semesters left and switch my major another time? And I knew I wanted to switch to high school education and do secondary education. I have always just like loved that age of person. And I was coaching At a local high school, I was coaching at the time. I was teaching at a local dance studio, the high school level courses. And then also I was a part of a ministry to high schoolers called Young Life. So I just loved high schoolers. So I knew I wanted to do secondary ed, but I couldn't decide if I wanted to be a science teacher or an English teacher. And I'll never forget my advisor holding my hands and saying, Rebecca, if you think you can graduate in four semesters and be a high school English teacher, you have lost your mind. She's like, you've been pre-med for half of college. You need to do science. And so that is how I ended up being a secondary science education major that doubled in biology because it was what I could do that was in the education field and still graduate on time. But it's awesome to see how it's all worked out because now I love being a high school science teacher and I cannot imagine if I had ended up being an English teacher. I love reading and I think that was why I was drawn to English. But now reading just gets to be a fun thing for me and not, you know, my entire career. So speaking of career, how did my teaching experience go? I want to share this with you because I I know a lot of us probably have some of these things in common. So I got my first job from a job fair with a very large school district with over 14 high schools. And I got a job at a really large, very diverse public school in the city where I was living. And I taught there for two years. And at night, I was working on my graduate degree in curriculum and instruction. So I was doing that at night and in the summers. And the funny thing about that also is, I never went into it thinking, I'm going to get my master's in curriculum and instruction because I'm going to write curriculum one day. That wasn't it at all. My undergraduate scholarship at Clemson covered two years of graduate school. And I'd heard from a lot of people like, hey, while you're in the school mindset, go ahead and do like your graduate degree right away. And this was one of the only majors that was offered in a way that I could do it at night and also in the summer and like balance teaching full time. And so that's kind of, again, another way I just haphazardly ended up doing something that became my passion in my entire career. And so I did that those first two years. I literally went to class. One day in the summer, the day of our wedding rehearsal, because I was already missing a week of classes for our honeymoon, and I couldn't miss another day of class, so like I was in class from nine to four thirty, and then we had a rehearsal at five. I even like changed in the bathroom at the school until heading to our wedding rehearsal. I'll never forget that, but I'm so glad that even though the timing was crazy and it made the first two years even more like drinking out of a fire hose, that it happened because I learned so much in that master's. Degree about actual practical strategies to use in the classroom when creating resources for my own students that later evolved into creating resources for other people. So I learned so much at this first job, too, on top of what I was learning in graduate school at night. One thing I loved about this first job is that I learned how to work on a team of teachers. That was not something I was ever very good at. I was the person in college that for the group project wanted to run the entire group project and do every aspect of it. So being a part of a team of five other people teaching the subjects I was teaching was very different, but it taught me so much about working alongside others. It helped me to see my own weaknesses and also my strengths through that experience. I also did not realize how blessed I was to be in a classroom that had a massive, attached, full laboratory space and essentially unlimited resources. I'm sure now looking back, there was a limit to the resources I had available to use, but for me, walking into these prep rooms with every chemical, every piece of lab equipment I could ever imagine, and anytime I asked for something, it was given to me, was amazing. And I didn't realize how not common that was until further into my career. And then I also learned a ton from this first teaching job about the pressure of teaching an EOC exam class. So an end of course exam class, that high stakes, high pressure class and what that's like to really have to be restricted on the standards you're teaching so that students can pass this assessment and pass your class and you can get the review from the admin that you want. So a lot of great learning experiences from that job that went into making me who I am as an educator. But then my husband's job moved us all the way across the state to a small town on the coast. And I decided then after interviewing and receiving offers from a local public and private school that I wanted to try something different. And so I accepted a job at a very, very small private Christian school. And it was a culture shock. I went from having two preps to having five preps. I went from being one of five teachers teaching my subject to being a lone ranger. I was the only person teaching everything that I was teaching. I also went from having this beautiful state of the art lab space to being in a non-science classroom with no access to lab space. And I spent actually spent 80% of my teaching career at this school without lab space. I also was in a place where I had no science budget. I didn't even think to ask in the interview about the resources available and the budget for the science department because I was so used to having all the things. And then I realized very quickly that that wasn't the case. But it got me to be very creative with how I was engaging students and hands-on learning experiences. And it really shaped me as an educator. I also had to adjust to having all of the extracurricular responsibilities. I went from you know being a part of a staff staff Of like 160 teachers and educators to being a part of a staff of 50. So there were only so many people to do all of the different things. And then I also got a crash course in the importance of relationships with parents, which we will definitely be talking about in this podcast. I actually had multiple sibling groups over the years that I taught at this school. And so having a very solid and healthy relationship with their parents and guardians was critical. So that's kind of the story of my teaching career up to this point. But let me tell you how It's Not Rocket Science kind of started and came to be as a part of that. So in January of 2016, my husband and I decided to start trying to have a family. And as part of that process, as the type A Enneagram 1 person that I am, I like to have lists and I like to do things a certain way. And so I was doing my research and realized I was not going to have paid maternity leave at the school I was teaching at. And I also learned that there were, there's basically no way I was going to get a trained science substitute. And even if a magical unicorn came out of nowhere to be my long-term sub, there was no way that person was going to be trained in all five of my preps, specifically AP biology as well. So I started It's Not Rocket Science as a way to one, save up a little money to cover my maternity leave and two, write detailed enough lesson plans that my own long-term subs would be able to follow them. And I learned quickly though through this process of doing this at night while my husband was coaching lacrosse at the local high school and I was doing this in the summers too, but I learned I loved it. I loved doing this and I learned how much the these comprehensive like everything you need units I was writing We're really helping other teachers too. Not just other teachers who are looking for resources for their own long term subs, but also new teachers who are starting the profession and also teachers tackling new to them subjects. There are so many of us that, you know, we spend our whole careers in the life sciences, and then we get thrown a physics class and we're like, what is this? And vice versa. And I found that my units were really, really helping teachers in those situations, and that was awesome. So To continue the story, in 2017, we get diagnosed with unexplained infertility. We went through all of the testing and all of that. And so we decided from there that we were going to go through the and start the adoption process because it was something we both felt really passionate and called to. And we did a lot of research and just was, we felt really aligned in that. And I continued to work on It's Not Rocket Science resources. And then in March of 2018, we adopted our son, T. And so if you follow me on Instagram, you may have seen him pop on our stories here and there, but he is the best. We love him so much. So I went on my maternity leave in March of 2018. They ended up getting four different people to cover my classes because my my course load was so much that no one was willing to cover it all. That's how ridiculous my schedule was at the time. And then I ended up deciding to take an extended maternity leave for 2018, 2019 school year because I just wasn't quite ready to leave T just yet. And then that December, we found out we were pregnant. We were completely shocked after our unexplained infertility diagnosis. And so our daughter, Nancy, who um, we refer to as Nan, was born in August of 2019. So I was like, well, I'm going to stay home this school year. And then we all knew what happened in 2020. So for the foreseeable future, I am doing It's Not Rocket Science from home with my tiny humans. And I do hope to return to the classroom though one day when my kiddos are bigger, but it's been so much fun to find so much passion and excitement from doing It's on Rocket Science and being to meet and connect with so many of y'all. And that's kind of where I want to go next to share how It's on Rocket Science has evolved and my mission has evolved into this idea of secondary science simplified. So Like I said, my initial purpose of starting It's Not Rocket Science was to serve high school science teachers, and I wanted to do that by making creative and extremely comprehensive science curriculum that could engage students for teachers that didn't have a lot of resources like I didn't, but that also just really made teachers' lives easier because teaching shouldn't have to be rocket science, hence the name of my entire business is It's Not Rocket Science. As cheesy as it is, that's really what I wanted. I didn't want teaching to have to be so hard for other teachers. But what I've grown to love over the years, just as much as I've loved creating resources, is connecting with teachers all over the world. And I've learned so much from my conversations in my inbox and in my DMs about how so many of us have dealt with the exact same issues. And what's ironic is these are issues that we didn't receive any training on in our undergraduate or our alternative certificate programs. And so we have just kind of had to learn as we've gone and, you know, trial by fire, if you will. And especially in this last year or two, y'all are tired, you are overwhelmed, and you're overworked. So many of you are clocking in 60 plus hours a week, just trying to balance all the demands of your job. And I've been in your shoes since pandemic, but I know what it's like to balance five preps, one of which is AP Biology, while you're also running student council and chairing the prom committee and tutoring students every day after school. And that kind of pace just isn't sustainable. And it's not going to allow you to last in this career for the long term unless something changes. But what I'm excited to tell you is that I want to help be a part of that something that changes. You see, I was once the teacher who believed that being the last car in the parking lot was the sign of a really great teacher until I learned that it's actually the sign of a really tired and overworked one. And I also believed that if I actually had a lab in my classroom or if I had access to more resources or if I had an existent science budget, that I would better be able to engage my students Until I learned that you can do a whole lot with a whole little as long as you have creativity. And so because of this, in 2021, I wrote my first virtual professional development course specifically for secondary science teachers called Secondary Science Simplified. And the goal was to share strategies and systems to help other high school science teachers reclaim their weekends, be home at a reasonable hour, and leave work at work. So we could take that 60 hour a week number and bring it back down closer to 40. And I just had so much fun last summer connecting even more deeply with the teachers who took that course. And side note, it will be open for enrollment again in June of 2022. So stay tuned for that. But I just loved having these conversations with educators. And I found it was so much easier to do it when we were meeting in our live Q&A sessions and talking as opposed to just me writing emails or me writing blog posts or whatever it may be. And so I wanted to take what we were doing there and share more of this mission to see our jobs as secondary science teachers simplified. And so that's where this podcast was born. I wanna meet you each week in this space to share practical and easy to implement strategies to simplify what you're doing in your classroom. So whether that's your lesson plans, your lab prep, your classroom management, your grading policies, If it is related to our jobs as secondary science teachers, I want to cover it here. And I want to do it in a way that's easy for you to digest it and listen to it while you're on your way to work or, you know, you're doing the dishes or you're folding laundry or whatever it may be. And I'm also thrilled because I'm going to be bringing in some other educators to talk to on the podcast and to share their experiences. So you're going to get to learn from other people and not just me. And we're all going to learn together. Now I have some people in the works already, but I do want to say, if you know someone you think would be a great fit for this podcast and you want to hear on the podcast, shoot me a DM on Instagram at its.not.rocket.science and let me know because I would love to bring them on. So I hope you are as excited about simplifying your life as a secondary science teacher as I am about helping you to do it. Because after all, that is what this podcast is all about. And thank you so much for listening. I cannot tell you how much it humbles me to know that I am in your speakers and in your AirPods or whatever it may be. So if you enjoyed the show, be sure that you follow so that you never miss an episode and leave a review. That will help other educators to find Secondary Science Simplified too. And last but not least, don't forget, if you are interested in the cheer for the New Year celebration that's happening right now, the first week of January, with my email list, you need to be sure to go to itsnotrocketscienceclassroom.com slash challenge and join the list so that you don't miss out on any of the fun things that are happening this week. I'll see you next time, teacher friend. All right, teacher friends, that wraps up today's episode. If you're looking for an easy way to start simplifying your life as a secondary science teacher, head to itsnotrocketscienceclassroom.com slash challenge to grab your classroom reset challenge. And guess what? It's totally free. Thanks so much for tuning in and I'll see you here next week. Until then, I'll be rooting for you, teacher friend.